This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Will Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host from Redwire, and I am joined as usual by my co-host from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, dude? How you doing? What's up, man? This is like our third, fourth, or fifth time trying, uh, attempting to record this. It's not our normal day. Um, I was just coming back from uh, taking my kids to the snow for Easter, a day off. I kind of missed a lot of baseball action yesterday, so I'm a little bit out of it. Trying to throw together some DFS lineups here before the tonight's slate, so let's hurry up and get this over with. So, so what's going on, man? Well, dude, I have to get it over with because in half an hour, I, the 7 p.m. Eastern time, I've got to do the staff league, staff keeper league draft. And think about what 7 Eastern is my time here in Portugal. Yeah, that's like the middle of the night, literally. It starts literally at midnight, and they probably go to about 6 a.m. because they're so slow. There's nutless monkeys. They're reserve list. They're always like, hold on, hold on. I don't know who I want to nominate. And you're like, come on, dude. It's, even on the West Coast, it'd be like 1 a.m. You used to be in this league. you know, And you'd be like, yeah. come on. We've been at the ship for like seven hours, and it's going to be a yeah, lot many, worse. How many teams did you say it? It's a lot, right? 18 teams. 10 minor leaguers, seven reserves. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's cool. It's a fun league. We've won it a couple times. And I actually, I would probably just have Shu do this because Shuler and I are partners. But we actually have really good keepers. So, like, I don't want to squander this on Shu. Like, I have to actually try. So I'm ruining my whole week for this. Yeah, it's a weird time to do it, you know, being at all that the season started and everything. But uh, Well, it's, it's, so. hard to, it's hard to get 18 people to be able to agree sure. on one date. And so, I was talking to Jeff about this. I got in the huge rant on the uh, XM show because this one dude, I won't name him because I kind of feel sorry for him. He asked you're Jeff. You're such if, a coward. You're such a coward. <laughs> it's not like a dude that's like known. You know? Anyway, he's just one dude in the league. He, he's a good guy. He does a good job for us. Like, I don't want to throw him under the bus. But anyway, he emailed Jeff and he said, can I do it over the phone for the first 10, 20 minutes because I got to pick up my wife. And I'm like, dude. Your wife needs to take a cab or a, or public transportation. Like you are not picking up your. Can you just commit to the time like everybody else? Like why would you just tell your wife, listen, I'm busy now. I've committed to something. I'll pick you up tomorrow. I'll buy you some flowers tomorrow. I'll take you to dinner tomorrow. You know, don't don't kiss up to your wife on at my expense. What seventeen of us are going to wait around because this dude needs to pick up his wife? She can't take a cab. I mean, get your life in order. Like a real man will carve out time. I mean, it just to me, it's just so annoying that. 18 people are carving out time, and like the last day of, you're like, oh, I think I have to pick up my wife. Can we do it this way? Like, How broken of a man must you be that you're going to even ask to delay everybody because you have to pick up your wife? 
my home leagues for baseball, basketball, and football, actually basketball sadly ended uh, recently. We've just had to resort to uh, uh, slow drafts, Google Docs. When you're right. up, you're up, you know, yeah. just slow draft. It's just, it's that or the league's going to stop. And these are guys I've known since high school. So we, uh, you know, we try to keep it together. Some have fallen out. You know, it's been almost 20 years. So we've just resorted to that. It's amazing how difficult it is to get a group of even 12 people together for four hours, let alone 18. You, you wouldn't think it'd be that hard, but man, it's seemingly yeah. impossible. But I'm doing this shit at fucking midnight. I'm staying up all fucking night for this shit. Like, come on. I, I understand it's hard. And, I, and I've had drafts where literally the dates that they could do it, I could, I, li- I could not commit to. Like, I had things that I had to do besides right. sleep, right? Like, I have to sleep now, but I'm giving that up because it's just the time they could do. No one maybe moved to Portugal. You know, either I could drop out of the league or I can just suck it up. Like, really, that was my choice. And if you do agree to the time, you must commit to it. No fucking be like, oh, I've got to go pick up my wife. Like, she'll be so mad. Like, I mean, if you can't have a conversation with your wife that's like, hey, we committed to the strap. There's 18 people relying on me to get this done. I'm sorry. You're going to have to take a cab today. If you can't have that conversation, I mean, come on. Drop out of life. You know, it's not even dropping out of the draft. It's like you, I don't know. So it's frustrating. And I went on a rant on it. And there was this one troll. It was embarrassing how dumb he was. But he was like, you're so aggressive about this dude's wife. He was easily dispensed with because I had all these followers jump on his... I, I like that sometimes when I don't even want to engage with the dude and I've got like all these followers who are totally right. excoriating mm-hmm. him and I can just like a couple... <laughs> just right. stay out of it. I like it. Yeah, that's perfect. They do your dirty work and you... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's too bad. So I missed the, I missed the radio show today and uh, I got, I'll check your Twitter feed. So that's... Uh, yeah, it was much better than... It's uh, you know, just that we've recorded this like five times. So I've done the rant and warm up with you and then I did it on the show for real. And so, no, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's not even like he, yes, he's he's married with someone and it affects 17 other people. Dude, yeah. I mean, this really gets to me because this is a thing. Like Heather and I get into this too. It's like she'll be like nice to somebody, but being nice to somebody, being nice to a friend, you know, you say okay, friend, yeah, sure, I'll pick up your kid or I'll help you out with this thing. But then it throws me under the bus because it's like, oh hey, I know you want to do this, but you have to watch Sasha for six hours because I got I told my friend I would do that. Oh well, you're being nice to your friend, but at, at whose expense, right? It's like. Don't be nice. Just do the right thing. It's not the same thing. Sometimes, like, being nice is just doing what's convenient, you know, doing the thing that makes you feel most comfortable in the moment. But in the end, like, someone else has to pay the piper for that shit. Don't be nice. Do the right thing. If it's the right thing to do, this person really needs help, you know, you could say it. But usually you should say, hold on, let me talk to Chris. Maybe he can help. Then you ask. Don't just, that's not nice to, like, have one, you know, do something at someone else's expense. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself, doing the, the easier route at the time being. It's kind of the shorter-term right. thinking. I'm guilty of that myself, so right. uh, I well, can understand. So. Everyone is uh, from time to time being a nutless monkey. But the real man, I heard a quote somewhere, but like most people do what's convenient and repent rather than just do what's right. Right. And so this right. is even worse than that. It's pathetic. It's like, dude, it's your fucking wife. If you can't tell your wife, take a cab. Right. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I hear you. I, take I, I a motherfucking cab, okay? Just take a yeah. fucking cab. Take the subway. Save some money. You know what? Sure. Don't even. Sure. You're not. Not only am I not going to pick you up, but you're going to save the family money by taking public transportation as well. Right. No doubt. All right. So, so this is funny. You have to stay up all night. So I can't wait to hear about right. that. Uh, too, too bad now that we are able to record this. So you will be able to sleep in tomorrow. Right. Unfortunately. Yes. Uh, right. I, I don't know. I got a few things to run, but I'm sure you didn't watch the college championship game. Did you? No, last fuck night? that. Fuck that. But I did take second in your pool. So fuck off. Yeah, I know. Second and I already paid you. Back. I, That's yeah, right. I, I, Send me that money. Shouldn't pay me 800 for fucking telling me that I should have 800. You owe me 750. Yeah.
Yeah, I, I should, but I won't. I'll think about it, but I won't. But yeah, uh, yeah that yeah, Absolutely. well done, well done. Nice, nice. nice I won the RotoWire one too, so I entered that same bracket. I did one bracket in forty seconds, okay. took second in yours, and won the RotoWire one. The prize for the okay. RotoWire one is a place in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm Zero sure you guys. Yeah, I'm sure you value that very highly. And that Ring of Honor gets updated like once every five years, so there's no right. way my name's even showing up in that shit for a long time. Right, right. Uh, I got to say, by the way, nice haircut. Did you get, you, you, uh, I noticed that, yes? I did. Am I uh, that I got a haircut. No, for real. I got one. Right. I got a haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, looking good. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, I took a couple notes to throw at you. Oh, I noticed uh, the, I kind of went crazy um, in fab in the one league we're in together. In oh, the, yeah. The crazy. So um, even forget, uh, we can talk about Hunter Strickland himself, uh, but I actually kind of wanted to present this, uh, take this opportunity, just different, put, put it differently to you. Um, right now, the first fab period right away, number one, how much do you think, say, a closer that you know will keep the job the whole year on, a say, a 500-ish type team right now is worth in fab? If you were uh, to know that, th okay. that information. Right. And uh, assuming he was like a 250 ERA, a little more than a strikeout per inning, like 75 strikeouts on the year. Um, you know, yeah. 110 whip type of closer, which is normal. League average peripherals. League right. average. Well, that's stuff. probably league average for a closer, like 270 and 110 whip for a closer. You know, that's closers can go crazy. 75 strikeouts in 65 innings. Um, I think if you knew for a fact that he would do it, I think 800 out of your 1,000, 850, if you really need a closer, it would be maybe even 900 if you okay. really needed one. In the 12-team I mean, I have Blake Parker, not in that one. I have two good closers in that one, actually. But in one of them, my second closer is Blake Parker, and I probably didn't bid enough on Strickland. My, my issue was, well, twofold. One is he walked a lot of guys last year. And secondly, um, Melanson, I mean, he may be done, but he may be back in like two weeks. Like the manager said, I could see him back in two weeks. Now, that might just be wishful thinking, but he's got that huge contract. I mean, you know, I, I thought there were two hurdles for Strickland to clear. He's not definitely the guy. He may not be that good. And he may not, you know, Melanson may be back. Yeah, I mean, Strickland has pitched better of late, especially in spring and even last year. He's kind of changed his repertoire. I mean, Sam Dyson's so bad. He was, I mean, he was released by the Rangers last right. year before. No, he's terrible. Yes, he got some saves last year, but he's not even in the mix right now. Bochi has admitted that Melanson, he doesn't even know when he'll throw again. I, uh, so, like, this specifics, I actually own Melanson in other areas, so I hope I'm wrong here. But I, I would be shocked if he throws another pitch this season. So, um, But that's you actually not what I'm shocked if he throws another pitch? Yeah, Melanson. I would be very, very, shocked? very. I, I'll just say that. I'll be shocked if Melanson. I'll tell you what, just for the hell of it, just out of principle. I know we had okay. a bet last week. I already don't remember what it was. I think you emailed me, though. I'll bet yeah. you 20 bucks that Melanson throws another major league pitch this season. Oh, okay. Done. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. I have no information on that. You know, I, I have no idea. It could be right. in the sixth inning. I don't care. But if he throws right. a single pitch in a yeah. major league baseball game, which I think you I, want to make sure that and, we stick I hope I'm wrong, and I hope he does return right away. Okay, but again, that's not even what I wanted to bring up. Uh, I wanted more of just a, uh, you thought you you started going up because I was going to say like ninety five percent of your fab. I feel like if you could get a closer right now locked in, if you knew that. Of course, we don't know that. This is just a hypothetical game. I was just curious in theory of what you thought. And obviously, I like this specific situation. If I'm going to go up, I, I bid seventy percent is what I did. Right, and the next right, highest right. was like four fifty, so forty five percent. So I certainly went too high here in hindsight. But uh, I was just curious your your thoughts just in general. And the fact of getting one, quite possibly, right now, people I feel like don't always value that correctly versus, you know, two months from now or the right. trade deadline. Right. I mean, you get one of the trade deadline, it's, you know, you get 20 saves at best. You can get 40 saves. Yes. Right. You know, and the right. Giants are going to win. If they're 500. They're going to win a lot of their games three to one. They're not going to win yeah. 10 to yeah. four, you know, so they may 
I do worry about the Giants. They they might be terrible. Uh, they they could be a problem, but but we'll see. So I, I think Tony Watson is a he's a lefty with big splits. Um, I I do follow the Giants. Obviously, the close the closest team I do follow is a San Francisco fan. And I was wrong even before spring training. I was like stashing Watson. So I was wrong on that too. But but it seems like Bochi does like uh, Strickland, who's been there a while. So that's just that was my thought. And, I, and 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 in hindsight, it's like man, I really went high here. We happen to be in the same league. So I was curious your thoughts just in general there. Yeah, I didn't think it was like crazy I, I thought wow you know he and i knew you follow the giants so i'm like oh you must know something but i, I don't think the competition is the issue i mean i think it's going to be on strickland to pitch well and in fact if melanson's out like two three months if strickland's crushing it they're not going to mess with that i mean there's no reason to melanson's under contract but if it's three months later and strickland's been lights out I don't, I don't really see why they would switch it back i think there's two risks one is the melanson comes back in like three weeks and i think the bigger risk is that strickland's just not that good Right. I mean, because maybe he's OK, but I it's, it's, yeah, okay. I don't think he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's amazing. I do think that yeah. he'll benefit from his park and his division. And right. he'll be fine. He'll be league average and fine. But right. Puig versus Hoskins was our bet last week, by the way. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. You got a, I gave you a big uh, two rounds of ADP on that. Three rounds of ADP, but no problem. That's the way yeah, I, I probably took it. Right. Uh, well, I don't know who's the favorite in this one. I hope I'm wrong. I, I mean, for Melanson's sake, the guy had surgery on it. I, I hope I'm wrong here. But um. Do you have any other big uh, takeaways over the hey, first? Melanson didn't have surgery, though, now, right? He's just uh, he's right, got his dead arm. It's like his arm is going to be amputated because he has no feeling. He has no, it's like it's literally dead. Right, but he's having the same feeling in the arm in which he had surgery that ended his season last year in September. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Well, yes, maybe he can, like, exactly. yeah, maybe he can, like, just, just for the sake of my bet, he can, like, take his other arm, put the ball in the dead arm, close his palm with the other hand around it, and then using his good arm, fling the arm to throw a single pitch in a blowout. Yeah, because they, they did find, like, one of his muscles, like, big-time atrophied or something, like, right. like dying in there. So, I, I don't know. I'm not... It's gangrenous. This is serious stuff. Gangrenous. It's definitely gangrenous. So, do you have any major takeaways over the first few days of baseball? This is always the toughest time to talk about stuff. It was hilarious. The first game, I, I was tasked to write about opening day, and uh, just the White Sox alone, it's like Tim Anderson goes crazy. Not only does he... Uh, what did he did he homer twice? He also Two took homers. a walk something. Yeah. Um, and the, but Matt Davidson was a guy I wrote this article about barrels and like he's the one guy I was like pointed out as a possible sleeper. He has three bombs, so yeah. it was pretty funny. The guy I got shat on with Tim Anderson did well, and then the, the one guy I kind of I kind of liked as a deep guy did well himself. One game, of course, but uh, that that was a funny range of emotions involving one team alone. Yeah, you're a genius and an idiot already. What's funny is like those dudes who shit on you for Tim Anderson. If he totally sucks and loses his job in July, no one's going to come back and be like, right. oh, yeah, you know, I shot on you after Tim Anderson. You were totally right about that. No one's ever going to come back. That's right. it. It's hit and run, dude, in this business. That's it. Yeah, I know. You sign up for the job. It's, it, it's fine. But uh, any, any other t- – I mean, I'll tell you, other than owning Melanson, I also know a lot of uh, Hector Neris. Uh, he's uh, – so, I mean, and the Phillies, that's just been a total disaster. I mean, I hope Kershaw's – Small velocity dip is just a really big, but watching him against the you know the Giants lineup that wasn't great. But uh, do you have any regrets? I mean, your boy uh, Nelson Cruz. uh, Well, I mean, you know, I didn't like Nelson Cruz, but I felt forced to pick him, and I took him, and he was crushing it. He hit two home runs, one of which was off Kluber. Like, oh, Nelson Cruz is the man. And then just like Bumgarner, who I drafted in that same league in the second round who had a freak injury, got hit by a comeback right in the knuckle. You know, Sale gets hit the next day, and he's totally fine. You know, Nelson Cruz hurts his ankle in the dugout. Right. And so, like, I feel like I got dicked on two. You know, fine. You know, if your guy's, like, gets hurt in the course of playing baseball, it's one thing. I, I just got two injuries that are, like, I guess Bumgarner was playing baseball, but, like, it wasn't, like, from throwing a pitch. It was just totally bad luck. But, you know, Bumgarner's going to be back Did in two think- months. 
Yep. You think you're more likely to get injured in a dugout at age 40 as opposed to 25. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Uh, probably not. Uh, you know, if you roll your ankle like that, you, you're probably going to have an ankle sprain. I'm glad that they're saying it's a minimum DL stint. We'll see. It's so yeah. annoying. Those ex- like the reporting on injuries is so stupid. Like Stefania Bell, um, I'm going to move this camera just a little bit. Stefania Bell um, used to write for us, and now Jeff Stotts doesn't. Stefania told me in like 2006 or 2007, whenever she started with us, she was like, a sprain is a torn ligament, and a strain is a torn muscle. And so you see all this reporting on Nelson Cruz's X-rays were negative. Well, first off, okay, he didn't break his ankle, but it's the ligament that you're concerned about. So the X-ray is okay. not going to help for shit. Then they're like, but he's going to have an MRI, right? So like all the reporting so bad. I said, oh, good, X-rays are negative. Like it's almost always negative on the ankle. Then, the, then they have the MRI, and it's like, oh, no, it's, it, there's, nothing's torn. There's no torn ligament because it's just a sprain. No, 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 a sprain is a torn ligament. And we learned this shit in 2006. It's like the fucking reporting is so bad. I mean, if you're a beat writer for a team... And you're obviously reporting on injuries all the time in baseball, any sport. Why can't you just fucking master that basic terminology? You cannot say there was no ligament damage. It was just a sprain. That is the definition of ligament damage. Just say what degree was the sprain. It was the mildest degree one sprain, very minor damage. He should be back soon. You know, I mean, that's just, it's annoying because I'm reading the reporting and, it's, and everyone I can tell is being like, oh, it's no big deal. He, it's just sprained. And I'm thinking... You know, a torn ACL is a sprain. It's a third-degree knee sprain. And well, yeah, so, I know they always say you can re-injure sprains very easily. Like once you mess up that muscle, at tie, like tie, you know, they it's say a ligament. It's not a muscle. It's a ligament. Sorry, right, right. Sorry. Well, you can mess up that ligament again a lot more easily, whereas a bone can re-heal, heal stronger. They say right. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. that's right. And a muscle strain is also a tear of the muscle, and that's also can be problematic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's probably just a minimum DL for him, but. It's annoying. It's just a lot of guys. I had Brantley, who I thought was going to be ready for open day. He wasn't. Aaron Hicks says it's oblique. That's another one. I left Ian Desmond on my bench in the main uh, because it was unclear about his knee. I put in Jose Peraza, who, you know, and also Ian Desmond was on the road. Ian Desmond hits a home run last night on my bench. So whatever. I'm not going to bitch too much. You know, you never have a perfect lineup all year. You could win the main event. You're going to make many mistakes in lineup setting. There's no way around it. You're going to get some bad luck with injuries. You just can't have the catastrophic injury. Bumgarner's was bad. I would not say it's catastrophic for me. If I if I get lucky, I haven't obviously been unlucky a little bit besides that first week. But if I can get lucky around that and basically, you know, Bumgarner's the worst injury I have. I have a couple minimum DL stints here or there, but pretty much the rest of the time the guys stay healthy, then I'm good. But I'm I'm a little nervous about uh, Carrasco, who I have. Why? Anything? Why? Nothing really. I mean, he didn't have a good start, but that's not really the thing. It's just. Out of all the like guys in that tier, you know, I had him as like one of the top eleven in my like first two tiers. He just seems like the most fragile of those guys, you know. Like between, I mean, obviously Bumgarner I thought was the biggest horse of those guys, and he got hurt on just bad luck. But like, you know, Kluber, even like Degrom. Yeah, for a while there, Degrom was the worry, and then he proved that he was back healthy. No, I'm with you. It's weird that we independently came to that conclusion then, because I don't have Crosco anywhere, and I attack. Starters like crazy. So for some reason, I had that feeling too. So that's just a gut thing. Then he wasn't, his velocity yeah. wasn't down, was it? No, nothing. There's no like red flag. Just, 
he just seems a little more fragile than some of the other guys. That was it. I mean, I have Syndergaard, and for some reason, I'm not really worried about him. I don't have the not like I have him, the one that you and I are in. Let me ask you this. I was actually thinking in the main event, had I gotten Kershaw, but I didn't. Okay, so I ended up taking uh, Turner. Stanton and Kershaw were gone. But of going Kershaw, and in the second round, obviously it, was, it would have been Bumgarner because Syndergaard wasn't there. And mm. the third round, well, now I'm glad I don't have Jansen. And the fourth round, like Chapman or somebody. I ended up getting Kimbrough in the fourth, but I didn't think he'd be there. But going four straight pitchers, or even third round, you know, if Carrasco's there, let's say I went Sale instead of Turner, then Bumgarner, then Carrasco, then Kimbrell. Because it, what's, what I've been seeing in the NFBC, and this is part of like what I studied when I did that research that was so worthless that turns out not to be that worthless, is that the back end of starting pitching is so terrible in baseball right now. You can't mm-hmm. field nine roster spots of good starters. Right. And what do you think about that? Right. No, I, it totally makes sense. And that's part of the reason that I said I have liked my team more this year than I have in the past going heavy with starters. That doesn't mean that I'm right, but I just mean the, the construction I ended up liking because of that. It's just so hard to fill out. There's such scrubs that are really going to hurt your team bad. It's not It's not just right. they're not going to be good. It's they're like really, really going to possibly hurt your team. And even guys like these sleepers like uh, Joe Musgrove and Matt Shoemaker, they're both on the DL right now. I mean, right. it's it seems ugly and uh, it's it's – Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a problem. I made this point before. The research showed that these are the people on Wave Warriors in the 12 team, not even the main event. This is the shallow 12 team. And these are the curated guys, not, you know, the total amount of ERA these guys had for you. These are just the active stats for the guys. So this is like when they faced weak teams. This is guys who obviously once they were shitty, they were dropped. And new guys who were pitching well were picked up. This is the curated active stats of all free agent fabbed pitchers in in my last year's 12th. Team NBC, the starters, starting pitchers, had an ERA of 440. That's terrible. And a whip of like 130-something. And so it's like if you're picking up those starters in the 15, like mostly they're hurting you. And so like in my lineup, and it's bad because Bumgarner's hurt, I have like Ryan Matson, Dylan Batances, two closers. You know, I have Colin McHugh. Remember that wonderful pick? I haven't dropped him yet because I'm like – you know, I don't want to drop him for some guy who's going to get crushed. At least he's pitching situationally, and he's pretty good. He's in a good park. He's got a good team behind him. Maybe he gets a spot start. I feel like if I can get 100 innings out of McHugh, that's actually – I'm actually leaving that alone. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's uh, – that totally, it totally makes sense. It's funny. I, I'm glad that you're, uh, you're, you're so confident with your teams. I like the guy who's falling down the 100-story building who said – Things are just fine, you know. Your twenty floors, things are things are looking. I get the feeling that I might have that optimism right now, but hopefully it's just uh, just me uh, being too pessimistic. You you bring up Jansen. So are you sufficiently worried after the couple outings? I mean, he gave up a bomb to my boy Joe Panics. Already went deep against Kershaw, yep. and even today in the background right now, he hit his third homer. But uh, yeah, who so has Jansen, Panic and friends and family? Who picked him up? Uh, I don't know. Is that you? Yeah, it was me. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So so you mentioned him though. So you are worried about him. I mean, you have to be a little bit worried about him. His velocity's way down, and right. he walked two guys and gave up a couple of home runs already. That's something he doesn't ever do. He blew the save. I mean, I'm a little worried. I, it might, he might figure it out. He might be fine. But then again, people are like, I don't worry. People are worried about Felipe Rivero, and now you know he dominated, struck out Miguel Cabrera on three pitches. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just like Zach Britton last year, nothing to worry about. He's going to be fine, right? No. And I had Zach Britton. It was a total disaster. So... I think there's serious concern about Kenley Jansen. I offered uh, Keone Kayla to Fred Zinke for him, though, and Fred turned me down. But, like, who would you take if you had Jansen? If I offered you uh, Edwin Diaz, would you take him if you had Jansen? No, you're probably right. I'd rather Diaz right now. That's, that sounds about right, right okay. around there. Sure. Would you take Wade Davis or Kenley? I'd rather Kenley. 
I'd rather Kenley. I think I'll take. By the way, my wife. I don't know if you like uh, curb your enthusiasm, but my wife named her team name Crazy Eyes Kella. Uh, you know that the that episode Crazy Eyes Killa is one of the best uh, episodes ever. Which my is wife, that? Which one was that? The, the rapper. You know the 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 rapper Crazy Eyes. I don't Eyes know Killa. if I saw that. I don't might not have seen it. Anyway, it's really good. It's a nice play on words with 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 the Kella there. I, but, uh, I, get, yeah, I, I get I get your joke. Yeah, right around there, I'd say not Wade Davis. I'm not going to go that crazy yet. No, I would rather Jansen. All right, all right. I mean, there's a chance he's just toast. It's possible. Yeah. You drop that kind of velocity, you start walking people, losing control. Yeah. So you would say you'd rather Wade Davis? I think that's about where I, that's like on the cusp. That's where I'd have to think about it. You know. Like like uh, Jeff asked me about Brandon Morrow, who I have, and I was thinking of offering Fred Morrow. And I was thinking, this is kind of a nutless monkey thing to say, but you, you know it gets like this sometimes where you're like, because I have Morrow, I don't want to offer him for Jansen. But if I had Jansen, I probably wouldn't take Morrow if someone offered him to me. You know, it's just like, you just let's just, it's close enough that you don't want to do it on either side. You're just going to let what we call the endowment effect. Like you kind of overvalue what you have. That, that's kind of the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's actually that's probably horrible logic, but I do the same exact same same exact faulty logic. All right, so we normally don't do breaking news here, but are you ready for me to throw something at you? Uh oh, I'm scared now. What happened? Uh, all right, I don't even know what this means, but the Patriots have just traded Brandon. Oh, Cubs I saw this. I saw this. Yeah, fourth round pick to the Rams for a first and a sixth rounder. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's pretty big time. I mean, what do you what do you make of it? I think you know Cooks is it's kind of disappointing for Cooks. Like he was pretty good on the Saints. He was pretty good on the Pats, but they just never make him that number one guy. They never just let him be the man, you know? And then the Saints decided, oh, no, we want Michael Thomas to be the man. You're not the man. And then I thought Cooks would have a huge year. I got a lot of shit for that, you know, my shitting on uh, Larry Fitzgerald this year and talking about Cooks. And, you know, Cooks was fine. He was good, but he just wasn't the man. He just didn't get, you know, he got 100-odd targets, a few more than 100. And so... um, on the Rams, I think it's going to be the same thing. You know, they still have Cooper Cup, they still have um, Robert Woods, and they're going to throw to the backs. And I just think Cooks is going to get like 95 targets again, and he's just not going to be the man there. And they did trade a first-round pick. I mean, having a guy to stretch the field makes a big difference just for the whole team, even if he's not getting the targets. But fantasy-wise, I don't think, uh, you know, I think he's probably like a fifth or sixth-round pick at best. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, the Rams are making moves, man. They're just acquiring so many stars, and this is kind of scary as a Niners fan, but hopefully this takes them out of the uh, Beckham sweepstakes yes. and the Niners can step no, in. No, 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 just takes them out of the Beckham <laughs> sweepstakes and nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 don't no, even no. joke about that. I hope that w- it would be funny if they did make the trade, but it was for Jimmy G. I would take that. Oh. That would be fine. No, I'd, rather no. have Beckham. I'd rather have Beckham than Jimmy G because Jimmy G could easily be a fraud, but yeah. I, just, uh, I would just have them do the deal just – for what it would do to you. It would be worth or, it for me. Or it could just be the sickest thing ever and have them both on San Francisco. That, that's what's going to happen. I, I think uh, that... Nah. Yeah. What odds, in all honesty, odds right now that uh, the Beckham suits up in the Giants week one? Um, I think it's like 60-40 that he suits up, but I just have so little faith in, um, you know, as I've said many, many times, um, the Nutless Monkeys, John Mara, running, that, that they're, you know, they're the kind of team that would be like, well... You know, he is a special talent, but the fans really think he's a diva. We just couldn't tolerate. You know, he's just like that kind of guy. He's just not like, you know, he, he would just never be like an Al Davis type or one of those guys that would be like, yeah, I don't care what the fans think. This is one of the elite players of all time. We're going to pay this guy. We're totally behind him. He works his tail off. He's been one of the greatest receivers for the first four years of his career. He obviously got hurt last year, but, you know, we're, we're you know, this is our guy. You know, I mean, he just would never do that. He's just so, he just seems like such a, 
a coward. So uh, I'm nervous, but I, I hope they keep him. It's my favorite player by far. Yeah, I'm just glad. Yeah, I'm certainly glad he's not going to the Rams. I'll tell you that much right now. That would be a difference maker right. for sure. I would be really worried about that. But yeah, Cooks will just be like whatever, Sammy Watkins or something. Right, so exactly. I don't... Well, Watkins was horrible last year. I think Cooks will be a little better than that. But... A little better. Yeah, yeah. Little there, yeah. All right. Anyway, you got anything else for me? I know your draft's coming up. Uh, um, draft's coming up in five minutes, and I got to get in this chat room and, and deal. But uh, no, not really. I'm glad we got to bust this out because I'm not going to sleep tonight. So I'm gonna glad, you know, I'm glad I didn't have to try to record it tomorrow night. So I appreciate you doing that. By the way, uh, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to break because we put an ad in the middle of this thing, and I'm supposed to break, and I forgot. But I do remember this. If you like this podcast, go ahead and rate it on iTunes. Appreciate it. You can comment if you want. That's also appreciated. And uh, guess that's it right we're gonna have the video live also but um that's the unedited version yeah man we'll make a longer version next week make it up yeah. all right later let's good luck with your draft man all right thanks man take care all right. later